The liberals are destroying California and conservative humor gone awry. Conservative humor gone awry is going to fascist California today. So stay tuned. We're going to take a few pictures of the desert and how their policies are actually messing it up. It's not beautiful when you go across that border. But stay tuned, guys. We'll show you exactly I've been recording this whole time, so you got a little extra, extra chunk there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got stuff to play with. I might put it throughout the episode. <laughs> be going, oh, shit, what happened? Oh, no. Yeah. What's wrong with Skype? Sprinkle it in as a little bonus, a little Easter eggs. Um, all right, I'm Alexander Edward. And I'm Tony Boswell. And we are Minion Death Cult. The world is ending. My wife is responsible we're documenting it. I said it in like the same at the same pitch. Yeah. That it normally is, but I did not do the profoundly racist accent that I would never do. Uh anybody who does that is a monster. Uh anybody who does that would have uh stood in front of a schoolhouse preventing black children from entering it. <laughs> I have n- none of that on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're Minion Death Cult. Uh, we got a we got a show for you guys. It's gonna be a show today. Um, it's gonna be a good one. And let's just let's just get right into it. You know, so um, coronavirus, right? It's a big deal. Um, there's there's a lot of downsides to the coronavirus. Are we are we saying coronavirus or are we saying COVID nineteen? I am. I'm only saying coronavirus. Uh, COVID nineteen is like the disease you get from the coronavirus. I think. That's, oh, okay. I think that's like the tech, the technical difference between the two. Okay. Okay. It also sounds like a terrible band from like two thousand one. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Yeah, it does sound like. Uh, like a band, a scene band that was trying to straddle hardcore and and like scene metal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they would have, they would have definitely had an album that was called like uh, "Under the Martyred Sun." <laughs> exactly. Or like, or like, pale wrists bleed. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, somebody was just showing me like their old band and their speaker like their speakers are painted like god lives and i was like what was your band and they're like i don't want to talk about it i said okay cool i'll I'll let that rock oh hell yeah no yeah it would be um covid19 would be the band name the album would be pale wrists bleed and you would think (laughs) that it was about like suicide and self-harm but actually it's about stigmata and the sacrifice that jesus gave to uh all of us and also about um uh white genocide <laughs> jesus jesus was the first step towards white genocide what <laughs> killing white jesus was the first step towards white genocide and that's why we celebrate christmas and that's why pale wrist bleed <laughs> and that's why we celebrate christmas um no okay so there's lots of downsides to to uh covid19 or to the threat of covid19 to the threat of coronavirus um 
obviously contracting it is no fun um but also like the panic that's been induced uh because of it is is as well no fun you know there's shortage of basic necessities on shelves um you this isn't part of the panic it's part of just being responsible but you know uh social distancing you know not going out um not seeing your pals uh that sort of thing all all pretty big downsides pretty pretty fair downsides this is the one time it's been like okay that you live in seattle because like you know cuddling with you and tony and geese is not an option right now it's not an option even if i was in seattle we wouldn't do it um i would never put those cats at risk yeah i'm pretty uh I've been training for social distancing for over a year now. I yeah. I flew all the way to Seattle to uh, join the farm team of social distancing, and now I'm in the big leagues. Well, I just got asked up to the majors. Um, no, but there is a positive side to the coronavirus, okay? Um, people may sure. not know this, uh, but I am a, a, quote, happily married man. Well, yeah, man. Happy wife, happy life. Am I right? Yeah. Pause for audience laughter. Uh, and uh, I just want to uh, impart a bit of advice on the listener, a bit of wisdom, okay, on the listener. Confessions of a happy man. The coronavirus is the best thing that has ever happened in my life. <laughs> my wife doesn't want to travel anymore, airplane emoji. She no longer buys anything because everything comes from China. It's it's so tight how racist my wife is. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, "Hey, you haven't bought any Gucci in a while." And she's like, "Yeah, well, those people ruined it." I like how human rights like violations didn't do it. It's just like racism that does it. Uh, she, she stopped, uh, begging me to have kids, uh, because she doesn't want them to grow up in a racial jungle. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that was Joe Biden, actually. Yeah, that uh, was Joe Biden, That actually. one was Joe Biden. Joe Biden is okay with me not having kids with him. Yeah. Um, no, okay. She no longer goes to the mall to avoid the crowd. Ring emoji. Purse emoji, high heel emoji, hat emoji, shoe emoji, boot emoji, dress emoji. Wow. I guess those are like wow. the emojis that she's not receiving. If you type in women be shopping, that's the that's the suggestion to give the you. The suggested emojis. I have that yeah. feature turned off. Uh, that's why I didn't know that. <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing out. Uh she spends all her time in a mask with her mouth closed. Oh, like it was, it was getting bad like already. This is not a virus. It is a blessing. Three exclamation points, praying hands emoji, kissy face emoji. What's funny is like when this started, I thought he was saying like, this is the best because now it is cuddle season. Yeah. It's obligated cuddle season. And you're like, because she doesn't travel anymore. And then all of a sudden you realize very fast it has nothing to do with it's, wanting to spend time with his wife, like at all. It is it is cuffing season, and no, I'm not refer and no, I'm not referring to getting hauled off to FEMA camps. I'm referring <laughs> to laying in bed all day with the misses. Um, yeah, hey, confessions of a happy man. The coronavirus is the best thing that has ever happened in my life. My wife died from it. 
She, yeah, she is dead now. I haven't moved the body yet. Uh, it's been there for a week now. <laughs> she doesn't say a thing. It's great. She doesn't travel uh, anymore. She doesn't even look at me. Success. I live in the dystopian universe of the lobster, and both me and my wife have been blinded, and now I will never have to look at her again. <laughs> it's like, it's so sick. It's like, why are you there, man? What are you doing? Like, you know you you don't have to be married, right? No, yeah, you know that's... Not, he's like, no, he did the math. It's uh, it's cheaper it's cheaper to be married mm. to her and, you know, pay for the mm. traveling than it would to be to give her half of everything. Also, the coronavirus is the best thing. Uh, my wife doesn't want to travel anymore. Like, don't you want her to travel? Like, let her go. Yeah. Let her go. Fuck the the Thai the Thai pool boy. Yeah. Let her like, go on a sexpedition across across the Atlantic, please. You'll both be happier yes, for this. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's just you know it's funny. Hey, uh, I wish my wife was dead. You know what makes me really grateful for my wife? Uh, plagues. Eminent death. Mm -hmm. And her keeping her mouth closed. So the coronavirus is, you know, much like the flu, it is most dangerous to uh, elderly people and people with, you know, compromised immune systems. Um, and... I've been seeing a lot of, you know, I've been seeing a few memes that go around. There's a few tweets that are going around about how, um, you know, boomers, colon, yeah. uh, ignore climate change. Uh, don't change your way of living because of uh, global warming, etc. It doesn't matter. Oh, but when coronavirus comes around, oh, you have to listen to scientists and you have to stay inside and you have to not jeopardize public health, etc. I don't know where that tweet is coming from. I don't know where yeah. that meme is coming from. These these people, these boomers, they do not believe in coronavirus. No, they don't. It's a it's a it's a hoax. It is 100% a hoax and it's just interesting to me because like boomers uh, you know the stereotype about them is that they're like afraid of everything. They're 100% paranoid, afraid of everything, afraid of like their their Italian neighbors for being too ethnic. They're yeah, afraid. They think like they think like all black people are left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean the mark of Cain doesn't stop at your skin. You know. <laughs> also also affects like motor the, skills. Logic isn't there. They you can't explain like disease to them. Um but it's just funny, you know, it's it's tragic in all respects. But there's like a, you know, a, a bit of irony there when, um, you know, we're hearing from the older population that they do not believe in climate change. They don't give a fuck about income inequality. They will happily elect politicians who have expressed a desire to cut Social Security and Medicare for the next generations. Yep. Yep. Uh, people who have completely sold this economy out to Wall Street, et cetera, et cetera, because they already have theirs and they will not be affected by those uh, decisions. In fact, they might benefit from those decisions because they're already in a place of relative security where, you know, their wealth is like what wealth they have is yeah. already... Um, what what would you call it? it it's, it's it's like stable. Well, it's stable because it's in the set. It's in home ownership and it's in Wall Street. Okay, and it doesn't have to last that long because they're gonna like die. Right. However, 
when it comes to coronavirus, they are the most at-risk population. And yet they still doubt it. They still don't believe the science of it. Uh, and they might actually reap some of the consequences of it. Uh, this is not to say that this is something we like wish for uh, on this show. No. Um, there are plenty of older people who are either misinformed, uninformed, brainwashed, or are genuinely worried about coronavirus who, you know, would suffer from this disease, and that's not good. Uh, but it's just... You got to appreciate the irony, I think, there. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it, too, is, like, they think that they're they're kind of built for it because, like, that's why they keep, like, um, used tissues up their sleeves. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just kind of, like, yeah. to build immunities. Yeah. You know, that they're not going to get it. Like, that, that, that's that's something that, like, soft people get. Yeah. And there's, there's like, a – there is an argument to be made that this has been hyped up. Um. But I would say that it's it's been hyped up in a specific way that's not related to the actual material, biological, uh, uh, pff, like medical facts, yeah. which are not have not been hyped up. Like the yeah. the the information coming out of the medical community, uh, I tr I trust that information. I trust those absolutely dire warnings and predictions. The hype comes from, uh people buying up you know toilet paper people you know stocking up uh on basic necessities to the degree that other people can't have them like that's yeah. that's where it's been overhyped that's been and i don't know what why people are reacting that way it's weird like i, I mean i don't know because uh, i i do you know retail i do a bakery i work at a, i sell bread we open at nine o'clock and we sold out today by by ten thirty, and um and but people we were able to kind of talk to people people like oh let me get like let me get like six loaves of classic sourdough, and I'm like hey we're gonna be open on Tuesday, like it's okay like yeah. don't you don't have to do that right now and most of them like were pretty reasonable and we're like okay cool just give me two, but it's just like they, yeah everybody was ready to just like. I'm like, how big are your freezers, guys? Like, what's going on? Not only, dude. Also, what what are you preparing for? Talking about bread, dude. People had carts full of milk, gallons of milk. milk. Yeah. Are you like either a you're a complete dumbass, and that milk is gonna spoil in in a matter of uh, a week or so, a few days if you can't yeah. fit it in your fridge, or b you're an absolute piece of shit who's gonna try to flip dude, the milk. I dude, I don't know, man. Um, I don't want to be like racist on the show but like white people love milk mm. like it's a thing like i wouldn't know about that because i'm italian but yeah like white people eat like drink a glass of milk with like a plate of spaghetti i was actually i was raised on milk like yeah me too like, me too my, yeah, no, uh, for sure. my family was dorks like especially my dad my dad huge dork so like we weren't allowed like soda at dinner you know, and so we yeah. had to drink milk at dinner. That and Same. that was the thing. And so, like, I don't mind a glass of milk. I'll take a glass of milk. But since I've been like self-sufficient, since I've been managing my own fridge, I haven't bought yeah. I haven't bought a gallon of milk in like uh, you know fifteen no. years. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I, yeah, I used, to, I used to drink a lot of milk too, but I'm like I don't know. It's just um, I, I feel like uh, that was a thing of the. It's a thing that I don't know. 
It's definitely hanging on. I definitely see white guys drinking milk. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. Um, and I'm especially not okay with you buying a whole cart full of milk so that other people can't no. have it. You know, there's there's a lot of white people out there. They want their milk too. They all need milk. Um, let's get into this article from the Washington Post, which is just amazing. Um, I'm a hand. <laughs> this is the headline. This is the headline. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a handshaker. <laughs> Many older Americans are playing down the coronavirus threat while others opt out for opt, while others opt for safety. As experts plead for social distancing, some seniors continue to get together for movies, Zumba, and concerts. <laughs> some of them continue to like get in the face of like union workers who are asking them questions about their second amendment rights and po- poking their fingers in their faces. Some of them are doing that. <laughs> it is your duty as as a leftist, as a leftist American, to contract coronavirus and then uh, ask Joe Biden a challenging question. Yeah. <laughs> He'll that do is, it to himself. That is your duty. He's going to grab you by the collar. He's going to slap you across the face. You're going to let it happen because you're going to give him coronavirus. See, because coronavirus is like... Is like a knife buried in ice, and and uh, Joe Biden is like the wolf, and Joe Biden will come to to lick the knife, and he will keep licking the knife, and he will think he's eating some, but he's he's drinking his own blood, and he's killing himself. Yeah, Joe Biden is definitely like a member of the black community uh, engaging in capitalism. Isn't that what that quote's about? Yeah, that's exactly what that quote's about. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, it's about a drug dealer, huh? It's about a black drug dealer, isn't it? Yeah, I th- yeah. It's about. Se- I think it's like about selling to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's from the Dead Prez album. If album it's from if uh, if there's anything worse than selling to the community, uh, it's being somebody who wants to bulldoze your house for selling to the community. <laughs> yes, yes. AKA Joe Biden. Aka Joe Biden, yeah. Uh, real quick on on that note, um, I did tweet it, but uh, also during this pandemic when we're like staying inside, like don't forget your like local drug dealers. Like hit up the homies first before you hit up a dispensary. Before you hit use a like, ease discount, yeah, yeah. hit up the homies because a lot of them are like in the service industry and they're not getting tips right now. No, no, so no. they need to push that weight. Buy weed from the homies. Uh, and if you're um. If you like get packages regularly from a UPS driver, um, do not invite them into your house for sex, like for the next month or so. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be. That's gonna be hard. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be definitely like a change in behavior. Um, but it's hard. It's hard out there for us, you know. And if uh, we don't have the offer in the first place, uh, then it's easier, you know, to go about our business. Have you been referring to um, all the boxes as parcels so you avoid using the word package? No. I have a parcel for you can't you can't be going around talking about packages because then all of a sudden we all go you know our minds just go crazy. I say the dirtiest. And then I got to invite I, my UPS person. I say in the for some sex. I say the dirtiest shit on accident. Like if you're like working with your hands and doing like repetitive motion stuff or physical labor or whatever like and you're working with other people 
you can't help like saying dirty shit on accident. Yeah. Like, yeah. I say like, oh, you want me to push it into you? Mm-hmm. 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 Or like, well, oh, oh yeah, I got a big one for you. And it's like, I, I'm not, I mean that genuinely. I don't mean that as a joke. Do I mean, mean like I have like a 60 pound package the size of a mini fridge for you. It's probably a Casper mattress and it's actually 80 You heard pounds. it here first. You heard it here first. <clears throat> Alex is uh, out here slinging Casper mattresses. Oh yeah. Hey, I got a shout out on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast uh, from Scott Ocker. I went to see a live show and I, I talked to him afterward and I was like, hey, man, uh, I'm a UPS driver, and I just uh, love delivering those Casper mattresses you sell on, on your <laughs> – and, and he was, like, he, he was like genuinely like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, fuck. And I'm like, it's, it's all right. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. And then he shouted me out. He's like, oh, I talked to a UPS driver, and he just loves delivering these. Yes. Yeah. Anyway – this article is amazing. Uh, and yeah, this is this has been our research. Uh, adults are not social distancing. They think that, that the virus is all a scam to de- delegitimize Trump, that it's just a way of uh, tanking the stock market yeah. as if like as if the people who are trying to think this out. So the people who like basically influence the stock market are like supposedly savvy investors. There's they're they're millionaires. They're like movers and shakers. They're people who study this, etc. Yeah. Uh, and these are the people that the boomers think are getting tricked by the Democrats into thinking that coronavirus is a is a threat, as opposed to like looking at what's happening in Italy, or as opposed to looking at what's happening in Iran or China. But they're like all in cahoots, right? Like they're like all, because like that's just different. That wouldn't happen in America. No, they like that. They're all oh, like the they, other they, countries. They, are yeah, in they, they, yeah, they just think that, that like this is all all in cahoots. Like this is you know the Democrats are using this narrative that's happening in third world countries like Italy, and uh and saying it's happening here in America to make Trump look bad. Yeah, I mean maybe there's a lot of stuff about the coronavirus that like. I thought was worth talking about, but is also very fucked up. And so we're trying to keep this episode light. Uh, it's a heavy subject matter. Uh, but yeah, like I saw a couple comments, like one of the comments that I, that we were thinking about talking about was a guy who was like, yeah, people have to remember like only 3% of the population will die. And we have to, we have to stop putting those 3% above property rights. Yeah, in, insane. Millions insane. of people dead. Oh, and then he, he went on to say, uh, and besides, it'll only be the elderly and people with immune system problems already. And this was in like- defense of insurance companies because Gavin Newsom uh, mandated that insurance companies waive the co-pays or the, yeah. the fees uh, for getting the tests. And he was like, when will we learn that uh, the elderly, the sick, the poor are not worth uh, insurance company co-pays? And it's wild because we're over here and like we are always saying like, you know, sh- you know, fuck off boomers and whatever. But we're not being like that, that serious. Like this person's trying to be like, no, no, they're, they're a sacrifice we need to make. Yeah. Um, this is just Darwinism. Like, uh, we need them. We need, it's okay if we lose them. 
It's not that big of a deal. And this I is still like, want my bar to run smoothly. And this is like in a boomer comment set. This is like in the Snowflake Central Facebook page or Facebook group. So it's just yeah. mostly boomers. It's like late Gen Xers, edgy millennials, and uh, you know, ninety percent boomers. And this guy made a comment in there about how it's cool that uh, boomers will die, that over sixty people will die. And nobody pushed back on him about that. Like, imagine, you know, you or I going in there saying, hey, it's cool that old people are going to die from this. Who, who gives a yeah. shit? I mean, Minion Death Cult, like, on the face of it, is probably one of the most inherently generational warfare podcasts there is out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we yeah. do not actually believe in generational warfare. Uh, no. It is definitely, like, it's a spook. It's definitely a distraction, uh, but boomers are just funny. That's why we talk about yeah. them on the show, and conservative and have... boomers are, are terrible. I mean, they're awful, but they're actually probably not as awful as millennial conservatives or uh, yeah. Gen X conservatives. Those people are yeah. even worse. It's just this is what we talk about because it's funny. And like, because they like control the... so much of our politics, it's worth discussing the conservative boomer. We have plenty of like blue-haired allies, um, but but uh, we will we will never like we will never sympathize with somebody who is still a bigot but doesn't even remember when like uh, fundamentals of the NBA were the most important thing. Like that's yeah. We like fuck that person. They don't even have an excuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in any generation, the overwhelming majority of the population is the working class. Uh, or you know, formerly working class, and that's that's who we side with. That's where the uh, the warfare truly lies. Yes. Let's get to this Washington Post article though, because it's it's amazing. At her home, okay. So this is by Daryl Fears and Brady Dennis. Uh, at her home in the villages, a sprawling Central Florida retirement community that overlaps three counties. Alicia. Wow. Uh, Polish name still greets neighbors with a big smile and an outstretched hand. I'm a handshaker. I think I'll always be a handshaker and a hugger. Until the day I die. 64 year old said, which is a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Worries about the coronavirus aren't going to stop that. Quote, it seems that it's been blown out of proportion. Like, how, how does it seem like that? Like, yeah. we've only been talking about it for like a few days we've like we've been watching what's happening in china and shit for for like a month now yeah but we've only been talking about it in america for like a few days like when was the first case discovered in america less than a week ago i think yeah absolutely i, I mean i feel like the first day when like everybody kind of started taking the whole like staying inside seriously was like two days ago yeah you know, and like so, yeah. Like so we'd seen it, but I think we there was this air of like, yeah, that's that's uh, that's in China, so um, we don't have to worry about that. The worst is one hundred percent yet to come. Oh yeah, for sure. Not for far, sure. Not far away at a house in the same community, Judy Neiman, sixty-six, said that said that attitude is alarming. Quote, we don't know how this is going to spread in this community, she said. We're all older here. This place is full of people who go on cruises all the time. They go on safaris, and I don't see them curtailing their activities as much as I would. 
Um, and I th- isn't there like rampant sucking and fucking in these? Yeah, I was gonna say like, you know, gonorrhea is rampant in these communities. Like, and that takes a lot more to to transmit than 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 COVID nineteen. <laughs> uh, like, come on now. This this next passage is. Uh, so illuminating i it, seeing this is like looking at the rosetta stone for this podcast <laughs> quote we're living the last third of our lives sal gentile 70 wrote in response to a washington post inquiry we're bolder not older time to be mindful take a deep breath and enjoy life <laughs> T- <laughs> Time to be mindful, take a deep breath, and jump into a hot tub with 50, 60-year-olds. And high-five everybody. I, like, picture these people, like, wheeling and dealing and making, like, spit deals. Like, spitting on the palms and shaking on it. Because, like, that's just how you do it. Yeah, they're going around and, like, pinching each other's cheeks and shit. Giving each other wet willies. I'm sorry, folks. Do not allow your grandparents to pinch your cheeks during these times. Do not. Do not. You're going to be tempted. Get your hands off the face. We worked many decades to now have the privilege of being older. Dot, dot, dot. Yep, I have a pacemaker and recent fusion. However, my love for quality of life is more important to me than being rattled by a TV station. I really like the honesty of the phrase we've worked for decades to live this long like that's real shit Mm -hmm. because he goes on to say i have a pacemaker and shit you wouldn't be able to afford if you didn't work you know like you didn't have access to those things like that was that was pretty real so he's got a pacemaker because of of medicare that's why he's got a pacemaker um this is just like so illuminating to me like sal here he's like I think he's kind of like talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's saying that he doesn't trust the media, right? It's more important. Having fun is more important to me than being rattled by a TV station. Yeah. So that's him. I respect that. That's him saying he doesn't trust the media, right? Um, Yeah. But then he's also saying, uh, no, I'm dying soon. I'm dying soon anyway. I don't give a fuck about the coronavirus. Fuck the yeah. coronavirus. Fuck you for asking me about it. I'm going to go on my cruise ship, and quarantine myself with 2,000 other people and a fucking open buffet. He's like, I've been smoking for, I, I'm only 67, but I've been smoking for 60 years and hopes to speed up the process. And so uh, now, now maybe I can even kick it up a notch. This is the mentality behind like global warming denialism. Yeah. Like, I literally don't care. I'm in the last third of my life. By the way, that's a long fucking period. You better hope you got a third of your life left. That Yeah, that's pretty pretty nice chunk. It's optimistic to say I'm in the last third of my life. At 70? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... You're, you're, you're saying you're going to live to at least 95? Our generation, bucko, is not going to have a third of our life to retire on. Okay? No. Just putting that out there. Thanks to your... Well... 
don't want to get into the class warfare thing, but (laughs) thanks to the political uh, decisions that have been made in the last uh, few decades, we are not going to get to enjoy the last third of our lives to go on cruises and live in a rich, suck-and-fuck retirement village in Florida. But yeah, this is just uh, no. This you could take this argument and apply it directly to climate change. No, I I worked hard. You know, I had a pension. You know, of course, I voted for the guy who uh, uh, defunded the pensions, broke strikes, et cetera, et cetera. Voted for him twice, in fact. Uh, And (laughs) I earned this. I earned the right to not give a fuck about anyone else. Yeah. Uh, this next, this next and final couple paragraphs that I clipped from this article are equally amazing. When her book club canceled its cruise to the Western Caribbean, Caribbean or Caribbean, 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 with one of the ten club members worried about getting sick and others worried about getting stuck at sea amid a potential outbreak, uh, Polish name was a little miffed. <laughs> There's, that is an extremely Polish name. Dude, there's, dude, there's, there's several like, Z's. There's 15 letters in this name and only two vowels, and only two yeah. instances of vowels. <laughs> Przybylowicz. Yeah. P r z y b y l o w i c z. Zizix, Zizix Road. For me, okay, so. When her book club canceled its cruise to the Western Caribbean with one of the 10 club members worried about getting sick and others worried about getting stuck at sea amid a potential outbreak, uh, Perzibra was a little miffed. For me, that would have just extended my vacation. Hang on. Uh, geezer's eating plastic. One second. <laughs> no, Geezer, don't. It's not food. It's just fucking plastic. Geezer, like, developed a taste for plastic after biting into all the food that was contained in plastic so now she just just hoping that's what's on the other side i don't think it's that anymore i think she just developed a taste for it because she just eats plastic she grabs plastic out of the recycling bin yeah now she's going for like my tape gun dude (laughs) a tape guns that's kind of if you like plastic tape guns probably into good stuff tape is pretty probably like fruit by the foot tape has a packing tape has a has a real stinky smell to it I can see a cat just licking, like, the tacky side of tape forever. So, uh, the book club canceled the cruise because uh, one of the members was worried about getting sick and others were worried about getting stranded. Uh, For me, she says, that would have just extended my vacation, she said. As long as someone was feeding me and changing my bed, I would be fine. She said she thinks the ships are sanitized and safe. Wow. 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 Like, how optimistic are you? Like, also... It's beyond no, optimism. No, they, they, they plan for uh, cruises to go weeks over the planned voyage, right? That's what they plan for? Like... I don't know. They're going to have food and, food and clean bedding for that long. They, that's not how that works. The only cruise you could There's ever no get way. me on is the 311 cruise. Oh, dude, one day. I think that would be pretty chill, uh, but otherwise... Any other cruise sounds like a nightmare of bacteria and, uh, I don't know, existential dread, the lo- the likes of which you would see at Disneyland or something. With yeah, it, closed quarters with a ton of people. Can't wait. 
But for me, if if people got sick and we were stranded at sea, that would have been fine with me as long as somebody was waiting on me hand and foot. As long as the buffet is open and my sheets are clean. Because I'm still going to be fucking. It's like it's beyond the buffet is open. Somebody would, as long as somebody is feeding me, as long as somebody yeah. is waiting on me, as long as somebody is in service to me, changing my filthy sheets, patting my bottom, and feeding my feeding my mouth, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's all good. In- insanely revealing. Incredibly. I, I revealing. paid for this. I paid for this. This is like this is the this is the. Uh, this is the boomer manifesto. This is like the boomer siege text. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. like no, it's okay. It's okay if like the you know homelessness is spiraling out of control. It's okay if uh if uh cops are shooting people in the street. Uh it's it's okay if the earth will soon cook into a crisp. As long as somebody is uh, feeding me and rotating my body uh, until I die. As long as I have access to a low-sodium diet and hypoallergenic sheets, I don't give a fuck what, like how it's burning down outside. Uh, let, we got, let's, let's keep going here. Okay, so this is another meme that, that was shared in the Minion Death Commandos Facebook group. Uh, I don't remember who shared it, but it's a good one. Uh, so it's like word art on Facebook and the background of this word art is the laughing crying emoji. Uh, yeah. it's like a collage, like a, like a, it's like a 3d one. Yes. The emojis are 3d, which is uh, unsettling. Yeah. Because it, 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 it makes you just already kind of like hate whatever it's going to say on there. Yeah, it's like... I, you don't have to read it. You just hate it already. The background is like... It's like those old Apple commercials where all the iPhones are like being thrown into the air and twirling. In the same color. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. it's laughing crying emojis in the background. And yes, like Tony said, they're 3D models of the laughing crying emojis. So they're just perfect spheres. And it's very weird because... Um, like the emoji is like supposed to be an abstract representation of a facial expression, right? It's supposed to just be yes. like, uh, what do you call it? Like a reference to. It's not supposed to be a thing. Yes. It's supposed to be a reference to the emotion or a reference to the facial expression. This is like, I don't know, somehow implying that there are actual like spherical beings laughing and crying in a physical 3d space it's very unnerving it's like when you see uh this a simpsons character in 3d it's like when you see uh, a bart doll or a homer simpson doll it just doesn't look right it's just a little it's a little funky and also you can kind of hear all of them laughing individually in your head like there's almost like echoed like like layers of the same laugh but different time you know it's just yeah it's just I, I hate it. Just is what it is. It gives you a bad, gives you a bad feel. Just a cacophony of ah. Yeah, <laughs> laughing, crying emoji. Yeah. Uh, the text says, "Can't name a virus after a beer and expect it to scare people." So Corona should have named it "Get a Job Virus." God, that's all one word. <laughs> yep, the virus is one word. Get a job virus, all one should word, it, virus is part of that word. Should have named it get a job virus. That would cause a panic. 
And yep. then right after that is like the watermark that says love and laughter. And I think that's from the page <laughs> love and laughter on Facebook. Which is so wild. What is the page love and laughter when you're like, get a job, scumbags? <sighs> hey, you should get a job and go to it uh, during the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like legit a worse joke than Terrence K. Williams would make. I'm kind of yeah. like impressed by that because this is this is like on the level of I don't know if she was Chinese, Japanese or crazy knees. Yeah, it it's it's up there. This is just and like mashing like... mashing two things together and that's a joke now. Get a job it, virus is a joke. It's somehow making it seem like um well there's some truth to uh like it makes seem like poor people are the ones getting sick. Like, this is a poor people issue. Um, which, I mean, there is some truth to, you know, being more vulnerable. Um, but it's like, it's just, it has a weird, like, film on it where it just feels like it's saying, if you were working, had a job, maybe you'd take it more seriously? I don't know. It's gross. It's, it's like real hack comedy. It's like, uh, yeah, if they wanted to scare people, they would name it, uh, pay your child support virus. Yes. You know, yeah. or it's um, if they wanted to scare people, they should have named it. There are only two genders virus. Yep. Just like extremely bad comedy. But yeah, it underlines like the disdain for poor people. Uh, that's just rampant in this country because, yeah, uh, the people who do have jobs, service workers like myself, like Tony, uh, are the most at risk for getting this yeah, fucking virus. Absolutely. Like me, like not to uh, not to undermine Tony or anything here, but me, I I spend until th about three p.m. delivering to hospitals and medical centers, just going in and out, working fourteen-hour days, and then I move on to apartment buildings, businesses, and uh, other residential deliveries. Okay, I it's, see it's more wild. people than anybody else even not on quarantine sees. Like how you, like somebody who's not quarantining themselves, who's going out and fucking loving life and and living it, these fucking boomers in the villages, shaking hands and kissing everybody that they see in that day, I see more people than that person does. <laughs> I yeah, get signatures easily. from more people than that person does. You get kisses from more people than that person does. <laughs> And like on top of that, you're already you know just just being in like wet weather, working thirteen plus hours a day, you're more inclined like you're, you're already more vulnerable to getting sick yeah. anyways. No, some and dude, it's like some to have kids, it on top. Some kids, it was like eight p.m. I was I was trying to get into this public housing unit that doesn't have a call box or anything, and these kids who also I think lived there, but they didn't have like a cell phone or anything to call in. Uh, they were also waiting outside and I was like, uh, basically scanning the packages as like non-deliverable for that day because nobody was coming to the door and, uh, the kids, they were like, you know, high school age kids. They said, Hey, is, uh, is UPS sanitizing all the boxes? <laughs> and I was like, man, I, I remember what it was like to be a kid. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Yo, yo, abs absolutely. 
absolutely. Yeah, no, so I, I said, uh, no, they're not sanitizing all the millions of packages we deliver, uh, you sweet summer child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they are working me 14 hours a day to ensure that my immune system is at its weakest point. Yeah, absolutely. They're <laughs> trying to break me down. And and the kid said, "Really?" And I was like, oh. and I was like, "Well, I mean, like, yeah, that's what happens like when you don't get 8 hours of sleep." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. They're like, "No, but you only work 13 hours. If you go home and go straight to bed." Yeah. And then you wake up you can you're, you're fine <laughs> yeah no breakfast no breakfast allowed no 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 have breakfast just just have breakfast for dinner the night before <laughs> if you eat eggs uh for dinner it actually counts as as breakfast people people yeah, don't you're know good. this yeah you're good. it carries over okay and just like one final post about coronavirus um, this is possibly like the most stupid response to the coronavirus panic. This is like just mwah, mwah. like it's yeah. because we do this show, we could see this post happening. But otherwise, exactly. I don't think I could see this post happening. I don't think I could <laughs> understand that this post is a thing that exists. Uh, if not for our experience doing the show and with like right wing grifters and just the utter like um, lack of interrogation that goes on in like right wing political thought in at least the populist uh, section of Facebook. This is from uh, Chris, uh, an account named Christy Trump on Facebook. Okay, and uh, shout out to Ben Abbott for for sharing this into the Minion Death Commandos Facebook group. Uh, but also, I saw multiple posts like this. This was a theme. Yeah. This was a desperate, like, sweaty theme coming from the right. And it's one of those things, it's so great because it's, it's so close. It's like they almost understand what's happening, but they just miss it entirely. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, go ahead. Christy Trump says, I'm standing in line buying toilet paper. The place is packed. The line is backed to the door. I'm also wearing my MAGA hat in a Democratic-infested county. You're so crazy, Christy. You're you're fucking... You're a mad woman. Just absolute madman woman here. You're a, you're a rebel rouser. Um, and I think it's funny the the phrase that she used here, uh, "democratic infested county." Yeah, using the word "infested" as if to say that, like, oh, the Democrats like snuck in like roaches, uh, like a like a parasitic population. I'm, I don't know what county Christie is from, but if it's Democratic, I'm pretty sure they've been there for a bit. Oh yeah, if, if they're still there, yeah, they, they've been around for a minute. Maybe they're saying there's a couple that have snuck in. Uh, maybe they just opened a Whole Foods. Um, maybe she's at a Whole Foods buying toilet paper. Probably not though. Isn't it kind of shitty that like being? I mean, you know, we're not really Democrats on this show, but Democrats are considered the left. Uh, you know, broadly speaking, isn't it kind of shitty that that's what's like identified with Democrats is fucking Whole Foods, who is owned by yeah. the richest man in the world? <laughs> yeah, it does suck. It does suck. 
Because I don't know, people forget what everything that happens. Like it, it didn't used to be owned by the richest man in the world, but now it is. So you can get your, you know, your organic kefir and you pick up your Amazon delivery in the same place now. And you can get it fucking coughed on by somebody with coronavirus because Jeff Bezos doesn't offer paid vacation, paid sick leave for his employees, yeah, despite being the richest fucking man in America. I'm not sure if he's actually the richest man, but he's like. He's up there, right? He's up there, yeah. He's like... He's one, I think he's for sure one of the richest in America. He's like richer than Bloomberg, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, everyone is chatting and being super friendly with one another while we wait in line and discuss the mass hysteria and panic. Me, not giving a single fuck. Uh, but f- Not even one. Fuck is uh, censored, so it's F, asterisk, so asterisk, is giving one K, fuck. uh... Two. There's two asterisks in here. I think the, each asterisk counts as a fuck that she as gave. A fuck, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And also seeing this as an opportunity, I said, "Well, this is what socialism looks like, you guys. And if you hate capitalism, don't support Trump." Not a single person what? disputed or disagreed. They listened. They're probably really confused because I was confused a little bit by the way you phrased that. Christy. If somebody said this uh, while I was waiting in line at a grocery store, yeah, I would also, like, not dispute or disagree. I would probably just, like, yeah. continue looking at my phone while a crazy not person engaged. yelled uh, in my vicinity. Not a single person disputed or disagreed. They listened as I kindly explained the joys of capitalism. Just wanted to share this with you all, so if you see an opportunity to do the same, please do. Take this as an opportunity to kindly educate and make people see the horrors of socialism. 100 emoji! Yeah! (laughs) I wish so badly that she would go on to explain... uh, To explain what the joys of capitalism are to us. Because in that moment, there's no way that she said, you can just get what you want when you need it. (laughs) Access to things that we need at any moment. Under capitalism, you have the freedom of choice, such as choosing between not being able to buy Charmin and not being able to buy Bounty. Yeah. See, like, because of capitalism, I'm, I'm able to actually purchase and redistribute this hand sanitizer. Under capitalism... Under capitalism... Okay, now let's talk about the hand sanitizer thing real quick, okay? Yeah. I got a fucking, I got a take about this. So everybody's like rightfully upset about the hand sanitizer, the people buying $70,000 yeah. worth of hand sanitizer, like the absolute monsters, the demons, the yeah. like human demons that are buying <laughs> $70,000 worth of like three pallets <laughs> Of hand sanitizer to then sell on Amazon. <laughs> the human demons are selling on Amazon. Yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> people are rightfully upset about this. I mean, obviously, yeah, people yeah. on the left are upset about this, but just normies. Normies are upset about this. It's a bad look. You know what I mean? Except, <laughs> I would argue, that's what capitalism is. They are engaging in capitalism. They are engaging in Having capital, namely the wealth, the capital, to buy $70,000 worth 
of hand sanitizer and then reselling it at more than what it costs to buy, definitely more than what it costs to purchase, in order to make profit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's the whole that's the whole system. Sorry, what I meant to say was more than it costs to buy, definitely more than it costs to produce. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This is like 100% analogous to capitalism in itself. Everything you've ever bought at a store was not at cost. Maybe you had a hookup. Maybe you had a hookup with somebody who like owned the company or somebody Still. who did buying with the company and you purchased it at cost or whatever. That means you purchased it at cost from the manufacturer uh, or the vendor. Yeah, or the vendor yeah. or whatever who is still marking that up. Yeah. That's still a market. Money has to be made. Nothing is getting dabbed up. Like, this never happened. And when we say money is getting made, we mean on top of the salary, on top of A, yes. like the wages that like the bottom of the bottom employee received, as well as what the CEO received. People have this idea that like profit for a company means like, oh, profit, that's what's used to pay the wages of the CEO. That's what you use. No. No. That's profit that's is after. Of. Profit is after. Yeah. Profit is what the company itself as an organization made on top of paying all its costs or whatever. Anyway, if you got a problem with somebody hoarding fucking hand sanitizer, something that people don't even really need, like I mean, or people, even use correctly when they use it. Like people, people need it to a certain degree, but they don't need hand sanitizer the way they need food. They don't need hand yeah. sanitizer the way they need shelter. They don't need hand yeah. sanitizer the way they need actual medicine. If you have a problem with somebody hand, like hoarding hand sanitizer to flip it for a profit, then you should definitely have a problem with with uh, I don't know landlords. Yeah. With, with insurance uh, companies? Insurance companies, yeah. With anybody who sells food for a fucking profit at it like, you know, that's not like hustling on the side. <laughs> that's yeah. not like making your food, but actually just selling the basic goods, you know? Like yeah. that's the problem that's inherent with capitalism. And I think maybe this is like a uh a, a what would you call it? This is this is like an opportunity. This is this is an educational opportunity for people to see how fucked up capitalism is. You can point to the to the person buying th three pallets of toilet paper, intending to flip it on Amazon, and be like, "Yeah, that person's a monster." Yeah, just like the person who owns three homes and is profiting off of yeah, of exactly. Those. In fact, the person who owns three homes is bigger monster. There, I think so. Absolutely, I can still wash my ass in the shower. That's true. It you know, you know what's funny too is like that that one guy who had like the storage unit, he got a, he got him like taken. They took him back. They like went and like took the hand sanitizer from him and like they, I guess they're gonna be like donated or something like that. Oh shit! I didn't like, hear about whoever, that. Yeah, I already um, got I kicked off Amazon it. and he wouldn't apologize. Somebody somebody like enforced it like some like government entity enforced it. And the thing is like he probably has a case against them now. He probably has a pretty nice case against them now because he just all he did was like do some capitalism. Yeah. I mean, you know? in my opinion, he's lucky it was the government who did it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I mean, it was just behind a, a storage unit door. It was behind a, a yeah. garage door. Yeah. I think a few people yeah, exactly. could probably get into that pretty easily. I think so. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that this is this is like it's it's an illustrative moment. Hopefully, like you know, we're we're probably not going to talk about the debate uh, between Sanders and Biden, or we might talk about it a little bit. But like, hopefully, that's you know something that Bernie helps illustrate that like this yeah. predatory capitalism in 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 a time of crisis is really not that much different than just bog standard capitalism. Uh, would would people say that there's not a homelessness crisis? I think we would all agree that there is a homelessness crisis, and yet yeah. landlords continue to raise rents, houses well, yeah, continue it, to remain uh, empty. empty. Yeah, which uh, there, I mean, uh, shout out to the uh, the Occupy Homes movement in LA Hell right yeah. now that is making some huge strides. Let's uh, hope that works out. Do we have links to that? Uh, we can we can get them. Is yeah. there a fund or an organization? I mean, I we we know it, some people in L.A. Let's put uh let's put some links in the in the show notes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's get back to this post. It's in, incredibly funny. Like you are seeing you like okay, we live under Trump. Trump's president, right? So every day, every day the sun rises. If you hate capitalism, don't support Trump. So, uh, you know, by the, uh, I don't know, by the associative property or, or by the, like, I'm going to do some, some sentential logic here, word map this out. And, uh, I've, I've discovered, I've come to the conclusion that we are living under capitalism right now because Trump is president. That's, I think that's what she's saying. So this thing yeah. that you're seeing happen under capitalism. Oh, that's socialism. That's socialism, baby. That's socialism, though. It snuck in there. In s- I don't understand it. Yeah. You don't have to understand it. It's not meant to be understood. It's meant to be, like, intuited. It's not meant to be, like, reasoned out. It's meant to be like, no, no. I know this thing is bad. The empty shelves. I feel in my heart that the empty shelves are bad. I also feel in my heart that socialism is bad. And communism is a bad. So I'm doing the minimal logic of the associative property where I am combining the two things that are bad. Socialism and empty shelves. This is socialism, folks. You look around you, you, you go up to the you go up with your fucking uh, money, your legal tender, and you try to buy f- uh, food and, and supplies and they're not there. That's socialism, folks. Yep. Yep. And it's just, like you said, it's while they can have that feeling, they can live in that existence, they can experience it right there. But because we just have this weird, like, Western arrogance, like, we, even though we're experiencing it, we can disassociate from it and be like, oh, oh, this thing that's happening could also happen, even though it's happening right then. It's just this weird arrogance that we have. It's so strange. It's a weird arrogance. It's it's just denial. It's just complete, like denialism um you see this thing in front of you it's the other thing actually it's actually an optical illusion it's uh completely the opposite of what we have right now um what like we have we have capitalism that's good but the 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 empty shelves are because of the democrats this is because um, we gave bernie sanders somewhat of a platform <laughs> that is why be, you yeah. have no toilet paper yeah you didn't sacrifice the the Jewish socialist to the sun god of capitalism, and that's why uh, the harvest has been so poor yes. right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like, and it's it's we have to reckon with this. We have to reckon with the empty shelves, with 
the the panic with the uh unpreparedness the lack of preparation in in the healthcare industry to meet something like this we have to reckon with this all you know and some people just aren't having a good time some people aren't like able to do that a lot of people are coming to the rightful conclusion that yes we do need a uh, a nationwide healthcare system a nationwide public health care system that could rapidly respond to this sort of event. Uh, and then other people uh, who possibly have a monetary interest in uh, doing so just, you know, uh, blind their eyes to this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's like, like, look like wall, wall street, wall street, fucking tanking wall street going like down and down and down and down and down yep. for like a week and a half straight. Uh, it's amazing. You love to see it. Um, and then the Fed injecting $1.5 trillion, trillion into the banks. Trillion with a T. Uh, for that to last like 15 minutes yep. until the line starts going down and down. and down. It's, It reminds me of that, that Simpsons scene where uh, they get the elephant, they get Stampy, and uh, they're trying to feed it, and Lisa's like, oh, I gathered some uh, leafy greens and some herbs, and uh, don't eat it too quickly because it has to last you, and then the elephant just devours it in one bite. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that was you ate it too fast. You ate it too yeah, fast. Yeah, you should have you nibbled on it a little more. Yeah. And that's just, that's capitalism. That's like, and it's all for nothing. Um, there's a, there so... Uh, there was a good couple comments that I want to read from the Minion Death Commandos Facebook group about this post. Okay, so this is a comment from uh, Larry Gulliford who says, uh, You're literally standing in line because of shortages caused by capitalism. The reason the stores are out is because all major corporations have adopted lean management and have structured their supply chains based on, quote, uh, just-in-time logistics which means they have virtually no backstock or on-site warehouses. All of this is being caused by capitalism. Uh, and I, I, that sounds right to me. I take that yeah, at face value. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's I mean, yeah, that's part of it. It seems it's like it's more it. efficient for companies to stock less, stock exactly what they think yeah, they might need exactly. to sell. Uh, than to keep extra on hand in case of a crisis or whatever. And, and that's what's kind of funny about the whole hysteria is that, like, you know, the people who the type of the type of laborer who gets to stay home is not the truck driver, is not affecting the supply chain here. You know, think about yes, uh, exactly. We're, we're gonna feel that we're gonna feel that bump in like nine months from importing, like that's it. But like, think about you're, 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 you're go, worried you can about go to Staters tomorrow. You're worried about like the shelves not being stocked or whatever. Like think about who has to stock those shelves. There's a person yes. working who has to stock those shelves. There's a person working who has to transport the goods to the store to stock those shelves. There's people who have to manufacture those goods. Like all those people are not going to get the fucking week off or two weeks off because no, of coronavirus. No. No way. Ben Abbott, uh, again, the person, the dude who shared this into the group, uh, responds, my fiance works at CVS in a college town. Uh, they're about to lose one-third of their staff, including pharmacy techs, because the college is closed and sent everybody home. 
The pharmacy is four days behind on script refills. This week, the front store had its most profitable day ever in more than 30 years of operation. Corporate is still complaining to them about using too many employee hours to keep the shelves stocked. Yep. It's it's that blatant. That's that's what capitalism is. Capitalism is never being satisfied. Yep. Capitalism is uh fucking over the consumer to the point where it's a four day turnaround on your script refill where normally I can get a prescription filled in a day. In uh-huh. like half a day, in like six hours or so, I can get my prescription refilled. Capitalism is fucking over the consumer to this degree, making a shit ton of money, making a record amount of money, laying off one third of your staff and still not being satisfied. How fucked is that? That even like, I mean, not not that anyone deserves it more or less, but even like a pharma, like a pharmacy tech is getting seasonal work. Yeah. Because of the way this is all structured. Capitalism is just a voracious beast that is never set. It's like, you know how your stomach, like the more you eat, the more your stomach stretches out and it gets accustomed to like having more food or whatever. Yeah. It's like capitalism is like that to the nth degree. It's like. You always have to be not just full, but like having like your stomach rupture. You have to be constantly training. You have to be dunking hot dogs and soda <laughs> and throwing them down your, your gullet. And you train by getting like triple noodles every time you get ramen. Yeah. Dunking the hot dogs in the water is like relaxing worker regulations. And then yeah. like, like, throwing the bun off the hot dog in order to fit more in is like getting rid of benefits for your employees. Yeah, exactly. And then your stomach still ruptures and you, and, and you're overflowing with the bounty that is like chewed up hot dog. And it's uh, still not enough. Still not enough. Um, uh, so thanks. Thanks to Larry and Ben for contributing to that post. Uh, yeah. Shout out y'all. One of the comments on this post is from Roger Wheeler. One of the comments on the post from Christy Trump, uh, who stood again in line where everybody was, uh, what is it here? What is, what does she say? Uh, everyone is chatting and being super friendly with one another while we wait in line. And she's like, oh, fucking socialism. Don't you know that this is (laughs) socialism, everybody? Everybody's like, uh... Avoiding eye contact. Is no one going to say anything? Yeah. Is nobody going to talk about this socialism? Roger Wheeler comments, I know I keep saying this, but you young lady are awesome. As, I know I say it all the time. As I read this and thought of others, I know your age, including my son, who worked tirelessly to save this great country. It brought a tears to my eyes. Thank you for all you do. <laughs> A singular plural tear. That's one of the Thank most for, fucked up sentences I've ever read on this show. Thank you for all your your advocacy. Like, I mean, Christy Christy Trump, like you know, uh, long lost daughter of Baron Trump. Um, like Damn. I, I just, she's a you know doing she's always doing really awesome things like wearing MAGA hats in line. When 
you were waiting in line and everybody was, you know, albeit participating in like hoarder crisis consumerism, um, they were still engaging nicely with each other. Uh, when your eyes rolled back into your head and you tilted your head backward and you screamed out the word Venezuela, <laughs> it brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> I could see just like her like jaw unhinging and just the word Venezuela like coming out of it like in block letters. When when y- when your uh. When your American flag yoga pants ripped at the seams because your legs were flexing so hard when you said the word socialism, it brought a tear to my eye. It did. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate you. And I went to Roger I went to Roger Wheeler's uh Facebook page because I just I love looking at these simps. I love looking at these simps. Roger Wheeler has him and his wife in his profile picture, and he's still like, God, you're such a blessing to my timeline. I, I don't know. Maybe, like, they're doing it together. Maybe, like, his wife is, like, also, you know, um, respecting uh, Miss Trump. Okay, that's pretty optimistic given what Roger Wheeler's cover photo is. True. Uh, which is a coffee mug. It's a speckled, like, camper coffee-looking mug, which is kind of the best kind of coffee mug. But it's up there. There's uh, text on it that says, this is the cover photo. It's a cover photo of a coffee mug, okay? Of a mug. And it's not a product photo. This is a photo that Roger took himself of his coffee mug. It says, if you want the best seat in the boat, you will have to move the dog which has been crossed out the word dog has been crossed out and then underneath that written in red pen it says quote wife end quote yeah it's it's custom it's sharpie custom and i like that they they were thorough and they used a black marker to cross out the word dog and then a red marker to write the word wife yeah. in quotes um, to really so you, show like the edit. So you know it's a Roger Wheeler original. Yeah. Because the rest of the font is in black. Dog is in black. He's crossed out the the giant dog, all caps, in black marker, like you said, Tony. But then quote, and I'm not quoting. The mug has the quotes on it. Quote, wife, end quote in red well that actually explains a lot about why he's simping so hard on the internet because see that's just his quote wife just his quote wife yeah unquote. uh my so-called wife yeah why Oof. isn't that a tv show <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is is like the woman in the photo is actually his like ex-wife from a long <laughs> long time ago and she really hates that he uses this photo. What if Roger Wheeler is actually uh, a gay man and uh, his, quote, wife is a uh, lesbian woman uh, who had to marry him to get, you know, benefits from his pension or, or benefits from the health care or uh, benefits f- from citizenship or whatever. Uh, and that's why he's including, quote, wife to let, you know, the men know that he's still on the market, baby. Okay, okay, that's smart. That's smart. Now this is what this is when 
the sitcom My So-Called Wife comes together. There it is. Um, I, I really, like, people talk about horny boomers, like, you know, make fun of ho- boomers being horny on the internet, simping for MAGA broads like this one. I will take the horny boomer 100% over the I hate my wife boomer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The the horny boomer has like some self-respect in there. They are they are saying what they want. They're go, going out and trying to get it and whatever, you know, method they know how to do. The I hate my wife boomer is a pathetic figure. They are a figure that is to be despised. They are they are utterly reprehensible not only because of the misogyny but also just because of like the lack of self-respect the the lack of uh agency the lack of it yeah you, you know well it's it's just fucked up because like the horny boomer they kind of like spread their like their grossisms kind of everywhere they kind of sprinkle it everywhere but like that hate my wife guy is like it's concentrated on one poor woman on like one point and it just feels so much worse because like you like yeah. you know you you just you just see it all dumped on one person it's hard to watch I'd rather see it totally. just kind of like dosed here <laughs> out here and there like little bits like distributed that can like, it's diffused among the population people that get to go home afterwards <laughs> and not like with him yeah that's a really good point that's a very good point it gets it gets like diluted among the yeah, entire exactly, population yeah. of facebook as opposed to just the one woman he hates at home because the the reason i'm saying this is because i thought of this mug but in the horny boomer fashion it would be if you want the best seat on the boat uh it's my face yeah oh for sure for sure so if you, if you if you want the best seat on the boat, you have to move my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the superior meme, I think. Yeah, I like that. Because that's like consideration of the person you're you're being horny at. Like yeah, you're being horny at them and and you're subjecting them to your horniness, but also like it's it's like a selfless act like you're gonna pleasure them hopefully you know you're gonna try at least yeah you know it, it's a little more selfless simping you know it's just being horny for the sake of horniness so that everybody has a good time yeah it's a yeah i like that. it reminds me of i watched i didn't watch it all but i watched a little bit of the what is it the beach bum what's that movie oh uh i ah, God, is it called I, beach I, bum I think it's called Beach Bum, isn't it? Yeah, I I think are you talking about? It's a Harmony Corinne movie. Yeah, it's like on face. Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit of it, and he's just eating pussy like left and right. That's like what he does, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like you can be a gross, horny old man, but if you're eating pussy, like that's good. That's yeah, the way to do it. <laughs> you're, you're at least being like you know more um, generous about it. Well, it's not even generous. It's like you enjoy like what's right about sex. Like that's what's right about sex is like making sure everybody has a good time. Like that's go. the good yeah. part about yeah. having sex. Go. And like if that turns you on, then that's a good sign. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good thing. You're right. You're right. Uh, and then Roger Wheeler also has a profile pic of his like ten year old, nine year old, and three year old grandchildren holding uh, rifles. Yeah, holding AR-15s. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. 
Uh, so <clears throat> let's move on to the second part of this episode. What, what are we doing on time? Oh boy. What do you think, Tony? Uh, yeah. Um, I think we, um, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's save this. Let's save this for the bonus episode. Yeah, I think so. Cause we did it. I think that's a pretty nice little yeah. spread spread on coronavirus without while yeah. also being, you know, pretty damn, uh, pretty damn ver- there's just some variety in there. Yeah, we got we got a good bonus episode coming out on Patreon this week. Uh, this is a good plug for Patreon, I think. Uh, hey, we do a bonus episode every week uh, at Patreon.com/slash/MinionDeathCult. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/MinionDeathCult. Three dollars and eleven cents a month gets you a bonus episode every week. So, uh, like I alluded to, I am working like fourteen-hour days uh, at UPS right now because uh, people are ordering a bunch of shit instead of going out and buying it. And also, Amazon apparently like laid off a bunch of their delivery drivers, and UPS was like, "Hey, we'll take all that volume. That sounds we'll cool. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Uh, we don't care." <laughs> we don't care about our workers uh, having time to sleep or eat or shop or do their laundry or anything like that. We will take that volume. So we weren't able to release a free episode last week, but we were still able to release a Patreon episode, which we will do every week. Even if uh, my work schedule is fucked and there's no free episode, there's going to be a Patreon episode. We make sure to serve yes. our serve our people first. That's how it works. Okay, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get a bonus episode every week. Uh, whether or not my work schedule is fucked, whether or not there was a free episode. Last week's episode uh, was with Arish Singh, a Chicago-based comedian, a dude who works uh, in leftist activist circles. He runs a comedy show called The Monkey Wrench, uh, live in Chicago. It was a fun episode all about the dichotomy between upstate new york versus new york city what what was the other what was the second half of that episode tony uh it was new york oh man what was the second half of that episode oh it was it was uh gordon gordon ramsey refusing to serve trump uh when when trump visited england right it was it was people uh losing their goddamn minds about gordon ramsey uh, saying no thank you to serving Trump at like Buckingham Palace or wherever. Yeah, the, dis- the the sheer disrespect. Very fun episode. Subscribe there, support the show. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Minion Death Cult. Uh, thanks for listening. You can contact us at MinionDeathCult at gmail.com. Minion Death Cult on all the social media apps. And join that Facebook group at uh, the, the, the group is called Minion Death Cult commandos uh and thanks for listening everybody bye thank you see y'all bye